Tuesday the 30th of May. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Shad Wicker here, joined of course by Shane Lee, who is unfortunately on his last day jet-setting around Europe, enjoying the F1, and he has to come all the way back to his least favourite country in the world, Australia. How are you doing, Shane Well, firstly, it's my favourite country <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and secondly, mate, I'm, I'm actually going via London for a couple of days. So I'm leaving the south of France, on my way to London, and then back to the greatest city in the world, Sydney, mate. Oh, look, look at that, taking a little detour on the way. Look at that. Doesn't seem like the type of thing you do for your favourite one, but that's fine. I'm just still resenting the fact that I wasn't invited over, uh, but we need to go through some of the news in sport. It is Origin Week, Shano, right? Yeah, we are one sleep away from the greatest game of all. Uh, AFL, some NBA we have to talk about too, because later on this morning will be a Game 7 that Oof. happened in one of the most extraordinary circumstances. So let's not waste any time and just get straight into it. Hey Muppets, this is Stewie McGill here. As much as I don't want you to, please listen to Fire Up. They told me that I was coming on with Chris Gale, the most attractive cricket player in the cosmos. Unfortunately, it was the other Chris Gale and Stevie F here. Uh, Very sorry about that, but I promise you, if you want to know anything about Rugby League, at Fire Up Rugby League. Find Fire Up on any podcast app. Well, let's start things off with the NBA. Uh, one half of the finals has been decided, of course, the Nuggets sweeping the Lakers. But this Miami Heat-Boston Celtics matchup has been such a surprise. The Heat were up 3-0 for those playing at home, <laughs> looking at a sweep. Boston have now evened it up, tied the series 3-all in one of the most amazing 15 seconds of basketball, 10 seconds of basketball, maybe even less actually, yeah. probably three now that I think about it. For those that didn't catch it, the Miami Heat ended up losing their third straight after being up 3-0, 104 to 103. Now, the way it happened was they were down. They were down in the fourth quarter. They went on a double-digit run. I think it was about 15 points, the stretch that they went on in the fourth quarter. Jimmy Butler finally turning up after being missing for most of the game, to be honest, for most of the last two games Um, and he ended up shooting for a three on the edge he was fouled he was given two points at the free throw line but then it was challenged by Celtics who wanted to challenge the foul the foul was held up but in the process of the challenge the refs found that Jimmy Butler was outside of the three range so that means he got three shots at the free throw line that would put the Heat up by one. He nailed all three free throws. There was two seconds left on the clock. One timeout remaining for the Celtic. They get the ball up the other end and a failed three-point shot is tipped in with a fraction of a second left in the game for the Celtics to stun a Miami Heat home crowd that thought that they were going to see their team go into the finals. Mate, that is ridiculous. It's um, And you have to think too now, with the decider, Game 7, going to be home for Celtic, you've got to think momentum's everything in sport. They, they've... they've you have to think they've got to win now, don't they? Well, I'm actually still riding the heat train. I mean, okay. I backed them to make it to the finals and win. Yep. But, I mean, it's just fandom that's probably holding me in yeah, on this sure. one at the moment. Look, momentum is all with Celtic. We get it. Um, but they did – they were getting beaten in those first three games and it was on the back of Adebayo who had a great – man, a great rejection late in the uh, in the matchup. Uh, and, of course, Jimmy Butler playing well. He hasn't played well. Now, the press conferences afterwards – 
uh, had him saying, you know, he said to his team apparently afterwards, he said, look, if I played better, we wouldn't have been put in that situation. Yeah. And then he said in the post-game presser, he's like, we will go into, we will go into their home and we will beat them. Mm. And I just I love a chip on the shoulder of Jimmy Butler more than I do of Jason Tatum. Yep. And I've seen Celtic fall apart, and it could happen again. To wait and see, mate. But I tell you what, the NBA Finals never fails to deliver. Unbelievable. Oh, man, these playoffs have been outrageous. Now, it should be noted as well, if Celtic do win at home in the next one, they make history. No team has come back from being down 3-0 oh, well. in a uh, conference final. So this would be history in the making for the Celtic side if they manage to do it, which is absolutely wild. Let's turn our attention back home, though, to the shores of Australia. AFL, it was a round of upsets over the weekend. Uh, so now we look ahead, Shano. A little bit of looking at what's going on with the season. I'll, mm. I'll start things off. Yep. We're at the midway point right now. I'm a struggling Carlton fan. Yes. My team, I'm going to put this out there, they're not going to make the eight. No, they're not. Uh, they have fallen apart. The wheels have fallen apart and rolled another continent away from the wagon uh, on this side. I don't know what has happened. Maybe you can explain it to me. But this Carlton side was looking like a great lineup. The stars have aligned. Injuries were part of the reason they missed out on the eight last year in sensational fashion. But now, what has happened to this side? The current sitting 13th on 18 points, so they will not make the eight, I don't believe. Um, look, they have all the, the uh, credentials to be a really, really good football team. They've got tall timber up front. Um, they've got a decent midfield, uh, pending injuries, of course. Um, I think their defence has been a real disappointment, um, the way they've defended their own line. But, um, yeah, they're just so clunky. Um, they, they can't seem to put two good games together. Um, they've been given all the big big matches, as Callum always do when they when they show a lot of promise. They get given the you know, the Friday night games. And I think the pressure really gets to them. Um, so they're not going to do really well. Look, the Swans were... It was a good win for the Swans over them. Hayden McLean, um, I thought, from the Swans looked really good. They're sort of... Swans have been trying different forward combinations. But I think McLean, moving forward for the rest of the season, should be up front. But he's playing more of a spoil-type role. Um, he's still very physical. He's not taking any marks over his head. Not that he has much in his, in his whole career. He's more of a, a lead sort of marker. Um, but the Swans, yeah, they've they, they got some good players still. Papley getting key goals at key moments. Blakey, really good getting the ball out of the middle, as is Chad Warner. Um, but, yeah, the Swans, are, they're currently sitting on 11th on 20 points. Equal with Geelong, by the way. The two finalists are 10 and 11 from last year. What do you think moving forward uh, this season? I mean, from the weekend, there was two really big upsets, I feel. Mm-hmm. One was uh, Adelaide, the Crows beating yep. uh, Brisbane, I think was an upset in my book, even though Adelaide were on a good form. But, you know, Brisbane, seven in a row. Um, and then the other was the, the Gold Coast Suns uh, getting up as well, putting a dent into the Bulldogs. Do, you, do we feel differently about what Brisbane's – contender status is for the rest of the season. I mean, if you look at the socials on the Brisbane Lions page, my mate Michael Atkinson pointed this out to me, uh, that, you know, the fans are quick to turn in Brisbane, (laughs) immediately wanting changes after they've lost one game uh, from a a great unbeaten run. Um, But what about the Bulldogs? I mean, do we see just how weird that loss was to the Gold Coast and kind of question this contender status that they were starting to get as well? Yeah, look, I think if you look at the table, currently you've got the Pies well clear on top at 40 points, um, Port Adelaide on 36 points, then Brisbane 32, Melbourne 28, St Kilda 28, Bulldogs 28, then it goes Crows and Essendon on 24. 
Um, I think what you're going to find this year is that it's hard not to see the Pies in the final. They have answers all around the paddock. Um, they're looking fantastic. Port Adelaide uh, are playing quite well, but I still think they're beatable. Um, I think it's going to be someone like a St Kilda gets into the grand final this year. Um, Melbourne there and thereabouts. Wow. Brisbane, I still don't want to write them off. I, I did tip them to win the premiership at the start of the year, but they're showing some real chinks in their armour at the moment. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, very quick to judge on a team that had such a big streak. Sure. I'm just kind yeah. of like, I don't know, it just baffles me a little bit to be so questionable. Uh, look, we're going to do the same, break down a bit of the mid-season in the NRL plus some origin news that'll have people a bit worried in your camp of New South Wales, <laughs> mate. So stay with us after a short break. We'll be back. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute and sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with Cellade the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a cell aid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your cell aid at cellaid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. All right, let's kick things off straight away with the big origin news, all right, before we have a look at the NRL season. Tomorrow's the big game. It's down in Adelaide. Uh, the quick news from the New South Wales side. Latrell Mitchell, out. Calf issue. Crichton comes in. The other little whisper in there, but I don't believe it for a second, is that wisdom teeth have Nathan Cleary a little bit of an injury cloud at the moment. Get out of here. He's going to start. That's yeah. not going to be an issue, is it? No. Um, he's, he's, got about, <laughs> he's got about six wisdom teeth, the way he's played the last two series, mate. So he'll, he's going to lead the Blues around the paddock. I thought you were going to say the way his jaw's shaped, it looks like he's got six wisdom teeth. That's all right. Tell you what, he has to lead with his chin with that, that jaw, doesn't he? Um, I still think, I still think, if you look at this both sides, yes, the Trell is a big loss for the Blues, and he was really shaping up um, with with a, with a point to prove this year. I think, um, I think Tedesco, who's had a pretty average season in his um, uh, due to his standards, I think he's going to come out and really dominate. But I still think Cleary is the difference between both sides. I really do. I think it's going to be two one to the Blues. Um, I think the Blues will win this first in Adelaide. I, um, I think we'll lose up there in Brisbane, but uh, you have to wait and see, mate. But I, th- I think Cleary is the difference between both sides. I, I like. I think Cleary is great, but I mean, yeah, uh, I, I'm a Queenslander fan here, obviously. But uh, look, I, I think that Crichton coming in for Latrell is obviously a, a loss. But Crichton's been playing really good this year. I know a lot of New South Wales fans aren't a fan of him of how he played last year, um, especially, but. Here's my thing, right? Quickly before I get into my predictions, I don't really feel like having the opener outside of New South Wales or Queensland is right. I don't know if anyone else is talking about this, but having the first game out, it, it feels like the the lead up doesn't feel as tribal, you know, intense as other years. And even when it's in New South Wales and I'm in Queensland, it doesn't feel as alive. Uh, it feels a little bit more professional and corporate, dare I say. You know what I mean? I'm listening to how the, you know, the, the New South Wales camper talking and how you know Slater kind of talks, and that it feels like this is a race meet rather than a state of origin. Um, you know, that, it's kind of concerning me a little bit. But uh, my predictions are 
Mate, I think Queensland are going to win. Of course, I'm going to say Queensland are going to win. I think New South Wales has a has a better side uh, on paper, but they've had better sides on paper before, as we know. My prediction is this: I think, regardless of the result on in Adelaide, I think Reese Walsh is, is going to be the story, and I hope it's for all the good things. I don't know if he's going to be scoring a heap of tries, but I think he's going to have a hand in in a couple, and it's going to be, you know, a bit of Reese Lightning down there in Adelaide. I think there's going to be a little bit of a you know, here I am. Uh, have a look at me. Look at how stand, how amazing he's playing. He's been playing so well, and I think there's going to be a fire out of out of the back there for Queensland. Here's my predictions. You know, I like doing a little bit of a fascinating one. I think there's going to be two sin bins, two HIAs. Uh, and three players will be bleeding. <laughs> well, here's my prediction. If you think it's going to be Reese Lightning, I think we're, our forwards are going to give him the Malachi crunch, mate. Mate, we'll see. We'll see how your forwards go, mate. All right. Uh, let's quickly touch on NRL. We are also in that midway point um, for the NRL season, or just about. Uh, what are you thinking of the comp so far? It has been the tightest competition I can ever I can remember in years. Uh, I think it's actually – someone was saying uh, – I heard that it's actually one of the tightest competitions ever. Um, you've got from first to fourth mm. on 18 points, fifth to seventh on 16 points, and eighth to tenth on 14 points. Meanwhile, the Parramatta Eels on 13th have 52, p- positive 52 points difference, um, even though they're in 13th position. That shows just how tight their losses have been Um over the last uh, few rounds. Who are you kind of expecting to try and sneak back up into the eight? Who's surprising you? And then at the end, we'll do our top four prediction. Well, uh, I agree. It is one of the tightest competitions of all time. Um, being that tight between first place Penrith and my team, St. George and 17th, <laughs> it's that tight. They're really lucky, the Dragons. Being 17th, <laughs> bloody hell. Um, look, I, don't, I, I think... Um, I'm seeing the, the rabbits slipping off a little bit, which is um, disappointing. There's, um, if you look at uh, the Raiders, they're, they're sort of lurking there at seventh. They're they're, they're going to make a bit of a run over over this state of origin period, I believe. Um, I think they're going to push up. I think the Storm are lurking, uh, and I, I'm, I'm seeing the Broncos slipping down again. I really am. Yeah, I, I actually am quite. I've got the opposite thoughts for you. I think the Raiders. I just hate Ricky Stewart, so I yeah. can't. Um, muster up the the strength to say that the Raiders are going to go good. But I'll just say who they're playing up next and it'll kind of play into your theory. They play the Tigers next, mm. so there's a win. Yep. They play the Warriors after that, who are, who are really falling off and I'm a bit yep. worried about my Warriors at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, the Roosters, who are in all sorts of trouble, they're just going to – I reckon they're not going to make the eight at all this year. I think they'll actually be bottom four. That's my prediction for you with the Roosters. Um, the Raiders are taking on the Titans, who are a bit of a surprise. Yep. The Titans are a little bit of a surprise at the moment, can trouble people. Then they've got your Dragons, then they've got the Warriors again. That is arguably the easiest yeah. yeah, six-game stretch. And then the Knights, then the Tigers. Eight-game stretch before they play a side that is Half in the top eight. Yeah, yeah. So, they, you know, they should be able – they could come out of that eight wins in a row and be in the top eight and uh, top four and probably top two, yep. depending on how the other teams go. So it'd be positive things for Raiders fans, but I hate Ricky Stewart, so I hope the wheels fall <laughs> off. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I I think that the Rabbits will drop off a little bit, but we'll make a run again. Obviously, mm-hmm. Trill being out for a little bit with his calf will be an issue. Yep. Uh, I, I feel like the Broncos have slipped a little bit, and they do worry me. Yeah. But I think the, my, the way I think this table is going to shape up, uh, interestingly, is... I think that the I think Penrith are going to finish on top of the comp again. Yeah, well, yep, I agree. Uh, 
which which I don't think is too much of a crazy thought there. Uh, but my top, this is my top four at the end of the year, mm-hmm. and you you tell me what you think here. Okay. I think it'll be Penrith. Uh, it'll be Panthers. Yep. I think Souths will sneak back into the top four. Yep. Like I think they'll make it in there. Um, I like no particular order here. Uh, I think South. I think I think either Broncos or Storm will take that for one of those spots, and I think the Dolphins will sneak wow. into the top four. Geez, you are a Queenslander. Yeah. How's yeah. that for a prediction? How's okay. that for a prediction? Well, it's you know, the- can I give you some logic behind my Finns prediction? Yeah. The Finns ha- basically go. Two kind of easier games than a hard one, two easier than a hard one, kind of throughout the rest of the season, okay? So they've got Warriors and Manly. Manly are in all sorts at the moment. They've got the Eels, which they could win in a tight one. The Eels are kind of all over the shop. Broncos, I think they might beat the Broncos at the Gabba in July. I really think that could happen. Titans, then they play the Premiers. They play the Premiers and the Panthers. And then it is Bulldogs, Knights, Roosters, West Tigers, Cowboys, Warriors up until the finals. They've got a run in them at the end of the year that I think could really come together. Well, mate, yeah, it's it's, it's doable. That's for sure. For, for me, it's going to be it's going to be my top four is the Panthers, the Sharks, the Raiders, Rabbits. Oh, I don't know about I, I don't know if go. I believe in the Sharks at the moment. Hey, eh? I think there's I feel like they're a little bit one dimensional. They, they haven't got the knockout punch. Mm. Yeah, they haven't got the knockout quite got the knockout punch, but I tell you what, they're a bloody good side. Well, there you go. Well, hopefully you can hold us to to, to it, yep. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you said two yep. one origin for <laughs> New South Wales at the top. I'll tell you, yep. it'll be Queensland three in a row. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Whitewash the Queensland this year. I bet you're seeing seeing there right now, Shad. Back back at home in your uh, in your own uh, full full strip, are you? <laughs> yeah, mate. I'm in far north Queensland. I'm in God's country, don't you worry. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. And before we go, of course, a big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsor, Cell AED. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sports. See you then. See you then, guys. Take care. Hi, it's David Poir here, host of the Employability Podcast. We have a new season of episodes for you to listen to. So if you're someone starting out in your professional career and looking for a way to get ahead in the corporate world, tune in. On the pod, we talk to a bunch of people from diverse backgrounds who have navigated their way to successful careers here in Australia. Find the Employability Podcast on any podcast app and click to follow.